I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet. And what I want to know today, the burning question on my mind, is what's shaken bacon? What's shaken bacon is so much nothing. Work, 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 as always. I should just like have a sign that I wear around my neck that says nothing is going on other than work. It's um, hard worker. Hard worker. Holidays are coming up. Halloween's around the corner. Yay! So yippee skippy. That's I'm so right. Excited. I've already started ordering Halloween Christmas decorations. It's only two months away. Christmas is like two months away. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. I'm already not I ready for Christmas. Christmas and oh, never ready for Christmas. You never can be ready for these things. You just have to do your best to keep up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Whether you want to or not, Christmas will be upon us as as will Halloween. But Halloween for me is a non-stressor. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Right. What are you going to do for Halloween? Are you going to do? Do you think that you'll have kids at your house, or what will what will be the deal? We will not have any children um, who come to our door every year. I hope and pray that there will be some because uh, I love handing out candy. It's yeah, super totally fun, fun. Yeah. right? Um, but it hasn't happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so and last year we had Halloween at this house. We've been here just a little over a year. Um, yeah. there, was, there was nobody. And nobody. so fair enough. But I'll, I'll say in fairness to the trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood, there are definitely better streets to trick-or-treat yeah. on. Yeah. So in my house here. does look haunted from the outside. <laughs> are you going to have any parties or go to any events? Not a one. Um, that's, that's last nice. night that's relaxing. for Halloween, yeah. I watched, uh, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Because oh. I tripped over it. On TV, oh, and I was like, yeah. "Hell yeah, I'll watch this again." <laughs> um, adorable, sweet, innocent times. So right? sweet. Yes, and so that's all that's shaken over here. Just in disbelief, the holidays are upon us. I know. I, I'm thrilled though. I went down to the storage space yesterday to get my my velvet pumpkins out of storage so I could put them out and I've got some I've got a wreath out and some other little things just uh, some some skull uh, coasters and some fun stuff just for Halloween and then I'll put them away and and uh, put out some fall stuff after Halloween and then finally after Thanksgiving I'll be allowed to put up Christmas decorations because I'm not allowed to until after Thanksgiving really so, it's yeah same it's the rule it, I, I understand that rule. I do. Um, kind of. I would have the ha- Halloween stuff up. I would have the Christmas stuff up. Christmas stuff up at Halloween. Probably December 1st. <laughs> December 1st, November 1st. Well, uh, you're way more into Christmas than I am. I <laughs> love Christmas. Yeah. So I, much. <laughs> here it comes. Get ready. Here it comes. The, 
here comes the Christmas so talk. But um, uh, yeah. other than that, though, um, I mentioned in the last episode that I'm going to Ashland, Oregon for the Shakespeare Festival, and we're going to see The Tempest and King John. Oh. And The Tempest is um, has got actors of color, I believe, and King John is all the all of the parts are played by women. So it should be really cool. Oh, that and should be amazing. It should be great. And I was, did I tell you this? Um, I was reading in the paper, the Ashland, Oregon paper, um, that the person who's the artistic director now, the new artistic director of the of the Oregon Shakespeare Festival is a black woman, which is super cool. And um, she's been putting on more diverse plays and more diverse, you know, putting on plays in more diverse ways. Yeah. And there was a columnist in the Ashland paper that was complaining about this because people are stupid and suck. And he was saying, one of his things was, he's like, we don't need this here in Ashland because we're 91% white. And I mean, hello. um, Okay, guess what? You can go and watch the whitest white Shakespeare productions of all time online. There's thousands. Anywhere, any time of day. I mean, isn't it sort of the point that you're all white, that we need more diversity? And also, isn't it also supposedly an international festival? So you're supposed to be having people coming from all over the world who are hopefully not 91% white like you ignorant assholes are. Well, and other than you missed the point of Shakespeare entirely, which is that the reason the plays still survive today, they are 400 years old, is they lend themselves well to adaptation they're yes. meant to be flexible, and Shakespeare himself adapted his plays as yes. needed to meet situations and circumstances at times. So, you know, it's it's not some holy grail that can't be touched. The point right. of Shakespeare right. is that it's still living, it right. being the works. Shakespeare um, was a fucking genius. The man and is this very columnist for the this columnist for the Ashland paper is a fucking idiot. So that really well, made me mad. And it made me think twice about moving to Ashland because A, I hadn't realized that Ashland was ninety one percent white. I mean, how fucking boring can you get? So I don't know that I want to live there anymore. Um I'm thinking seriously about not moving there. Um, not that we had decided that we were going to move there or anything. It was just a, an option. But a thing. It was, yeah. it was a, a top runner in the possibilities. But more and more, it seems to me like I think we'll just stay in San Francisco. And I haven't consulted Brent about this. I'm just making this decision unilaterally. But <laughs> Fantastic. But there's I, so, so, so many good things about San Francisco. I mean, there's some drawbacks to getting older and living here. But I think overall, um, just it'll it'll keep us from staying in the house all the time. Just the, the fact that there's things to do here i will say having moved from a diverse city to a city that was much less diverse uh-huh. that uh, it is jarring um and there is a difference between places where there's diversity and things are normal and then places where there's not diversity um yeah and an all-white town no thank you no way no I mean, thank you just- no, thank you. Exactly. Uh, not not for me. Not for anybody, hopefully. But not for um, Shakespeare. Speaking of uh, nothing in particular, so we learned a new word today. What's that word we learned? Well, um, the word is hoochie. And hoochie. I have always known it as a particular phrase that's used for um, women who are careless with their reputations. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> But we learned today that it has a secondary meaning that we weren't aware of, even though we lived in the South for a significant part of our young lives. Yes. I never heard this word used um, to describe a shack. Yeah. And so part of me is like, I wonder how those two words ended up 
intertwined that way unless it's just women who don't care about their reputations all lived in shacks. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, hoochie. Um, but the, we uh, uh, we came upon this word because we're thinking today about the um, haunted hoochie, which is the name for a haunted house, or I guess it's called a haunted house, like a haunted uh, house event type thing um, in uh, in Ohio. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I thought it was Ohio. Uh, so they're based in Ohio. Um, the incident that yes. happened where conflict came up was yeah. uh in philadelphia so there pittsburgh oh you're right it was pittsburgh <laughs> so we're confused about the problem with pennsylvania so, pittsburgh yeah, and philadelphia right, for my they're brain very different i gotta tell i'll you. start with a p so they're all the same place <laughs> Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so the 28th edition of Haunted Hoochie's annual Swastika Saturday drew criticism in 2018 when the Haunted Attractions event overlapped the mass shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh on October 27, 2018. So this is almost four years ago now. Can you believe it? Um, a man named Robert Bowers entered the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Synagogue, reportedly screamed, all Jews must die, and then killed 11 and injured six others, including four law enforcement officers during a bris ceremony. So um, people got mad about that, and uh, people got mad that, that the Haunted Hoochie called their event Swastika Saturday, and that it overlapped this um, this terrible event on the same day. So a band that was scheduled to perform at the event canceled its performance, saying, we have canceled our performance at the Haunted Hoochie tonight. We do not condone or promote hate speech or racism in any way and cannot be associated with a place that promotes a swastika Saturday. Sorry for anybody hoping to see us perform tonight, but we must take a stand. So the next day, Haunted Hoochie went to Facebook and said, please let us make one thing clear and apologize right now for any insensitivity on our part. We show you the darkest, sickest, depraved parts of the world we all live in. We definitely aren't Nazis. It's a haunted house. It's all about the horrors we face here on Earth. We also don't condone murder, torture, suicide by shotgun, or birth by sledgehammer. We are here to shock and awe and terrify. It does make us sad that this country is being divided against and killing each other. Don't fall for the that one race or religion is better than another. Peace, love, and light. So there was some backlash to that apology. <laughs> I wonder why. I know. So if we were going to rate that apology, we would rate it pretty much as a, as a zero because they said they apologized, but it was very defensive. Um, and it was not really an apology in any true sense of the term. But they posted a second apology. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and read that second apology now. So that apology said, uh, also posted on Facebook, we screwed up big time. On behalf of the entire Haunted Hoochie staff, we first and foremost extend our sincerest condolences to the families affected by the tragedy in Pittsburgh and the Jewish communities of the area. Second, we will in no way tolerate any form of hatred on our grounds from our staff or from our guests. This means that certain costumes or themes may be deemed inappropriate and you will be denied admission or asked to leave the grounds. We will not host any musical acts which perpetuate any kind of bigotry, intolerance, hate speech, anti-Semitism, or the like, now or ever again. The Haunted Hoochie is a place to escape the true evil in the world through the magic of Halloween theater, not perpetuate real evil. We welcome anyone to our show with open arms, provided you do not bring evil or hatred. We are working with community leaders to mend fences and pledge our support to the victims with a $50,000 donation to the Tree of Life Synagogue. 
So I think that's really, um, that's not bad, and we can rate that in a minute. But the interesting thing about this um, apology is that um, the Jewish Jewish Columbus CEO Joel Markovich reached out to Tim May, who's the CEO of Mega Entertainment Productions and owner of the Haunted Haunted Hoochie, um, and the two met in November of 2018. And Markovich, uh, the Jewish Columbus CEO, said, Tim May told me his intention was to remove the power associated with the swastika by making fun of it. The idea was to remove the hate from the symbol. If you make something a joke, it loses its power. At least that is what he thought. I explained that as soon as you say the word swastika Saturday, no one is going to care about what else comes out of your mouth. He now understands. And Tim May, the CEO of the Mega Entertainment Productions and owner of the Haunted Hoochie, um, said that Haunted Hoochie is politically incorrect by design. My haunted house is a satirical reflection of the world we live in. Reality is scary. We all want bigotry to end. During their meeting, Markovich and May formed the beginnings of a partnership. May donated $50,000 to Jewish Columbus, and part of this money will go toward an annual diversity event in Columbus in which Holocaust survivors speak to high school students. I love the idea of having Holocaust survivors talking to youth today, and I'm glad to be a part of it, May said. Markovich said, we have to stop labeling individuals as things they are not. We need to stop destroying people's lives. Instead, let's speak to one another, reach across the divide, and find common ground. May said, I believe in humanity and compassion. I think that those things should be extended to everyone and everywhere. There are a lot of different forces in the world. Those forces can unite to fulfill a higher purpose. However, May and Haunted Hoochie's Facebook page seems to be anti-vax and was described by one Redditor as a pile of flaming garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure how sincere May was in the things that he said, uh, and I'm not sure about his apology. What do you think? Great question. Um, (laughs) So the first apology obviously is very defensive and isn't an apology at all. It's very much a, how dare you blame us, right? Um, mm-hmm. The second one I thought was a lot better and really yeah. where they should have started from, right? Yeah. Let's acknowledge the victims. Um, it was in the national news. There is no way you hadn't heard about the shooting at a Jewish synagogue where 11 oh, people yeah. were were murdered. Um Looking from the New York Times, just as a reminder of what happened on Saturday, October 27th of 2018, armed with an AR-15 style assault rifle and at least three handguns, a man shouting anti-Semitic slurs opened fire inside a Pittsburgh synagogue Saturday morning, killing at least 11 congregants and wounding four police officers and two others. And a rampage described as among the deadliest against the Jewish community in the United States, the assailant stormed into the Tree of Life congregation where worshipers had gathered in separate rooms to celebrate their faith and shot indiscriminately into the crowd, shattering what had otherwise been a peaceful morning. The assailant, identified by law enforcement officials as, uh, we won't mention his name, fired for several minutes and was leaving the synagogue when officers dressed in tactical gear and armed with rifles met him at the door. According to the police, the assailant exchanged gunfire with the officers before retreating back inside and barricading himself inside a third-floor room. He eventually surrendered. Um, The assailant was 46, was injured by gunfire, although the authorities said it was not clear whether those wounds were self-inflicted or whether the police had shot him. He was taken to the Allegheny General Hospital. 
Um, so I share all that to highlight what happened and to say on no planet did this not hit their radar. I don't yeah. care how busy you were preparing for swastika Saturday night. I, yeah. I get the argument of, um, Oh, if we make fun of despots and, um, authoritarian leaders, they lose their power. Right. Um, I get, I get that argument. I think there are some exceptions, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, or there, there are better ways to go about it. I don't know what they are because I don't have to plan a giant party that's mm -hmm. uh, loosely, you could say, seems to be celebrating Nazism. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah. The, the second apology, getting back to that, I feel uh, was much better. What I like about it is what they're going to do that there's some reparation reparation there um and so and i always hate it when it's like money but money does fix a lot of things it and so helps. and that's a that was a considerable chunk of change fifty thousand yeah. dollars the haunted hoochie did not have to do that the yeah. what the pushback the kickback the the backlash that's the word backlash. i'm looking for yeah. i've yeah, never yeah. experienced that so i don't know i'm very familiar <laughs> with that word the, the backlash they received must have just sent their head spinning to yeah. cough up a $50,000 uh, donation. So, um, you know, I'm, yeah, I, it's, well, it's definitely at, much better. At, um, let's look at how the apology did against our, our criteria here. So was there an expression of regret? Um, they said... We screwed up big time. They said we extend yeah. our condolences. Uh, we will not tolerate. We will not host. We welcome anyone if you don't bring evil hatred. Expression of regret. Okay, we'll give them that. An explanation of what went wrong. No, they didn't say, you know, we were ignorant. We were stupid. We were dumb. We were kids. We were uh, oblivious. Nothing. So that I know there. Acknowledgement of responsibility. Yeah, they said we screwed up big time. So that's good. We'll give them that. A declaration of repentance. Um, you know, they never apologized. They never said we apologize. So I'm going to not give them that. Um, for an offer of repair, yes, the $50,000 will qualify as an offer of repair. And a request for forgiveness, again, no. So I'm going to say this is a tough one. It is tough because money talks in my yeah, world. it really does. Right? It really does. And so... I'm, I'm going to stick with a five, though, because I, it, it didn't miss a lot of the points that we usually look for in a good apology. Um, so they did... Um, if it, were, it weren't for the money, I probably would give it a very low score. So um, so the money does weigh quite a bit, actually. And the fact that they said, we screwed up big time and we will no longer tolerate this sort of thing. We're not going to do any more Swastika Saturdays. Um, that means a lot, too. Um, so a five seems fair. Cool. Well, I'm going to give them 50,000 points and then <laughs> I'm going to take away 49,954 points to give them a six. Um, okay. It's a, it's a pretty average apology. I can see they learned their lesson from their first apology and they put the victims first and acknowledge yeah. that. So uh, so good there. Um, the money is definitely helpful. Um, I like the fact that they will, and here let's quote, we will 
not host any musical acts which perpetuate any kind of bigotry, intolerance, hate speech, anti-Semitism, or the like, now or ever again. And it's the word again I really like, because it's like... I know. When did they do this? Oh, okay, great. Who was there previously? Yeah. The Rolling Hitler Brothers? Because sounds <laughs> like you may have had some acts in there that might have. Um, so, yeah. So, it's a good solid six, and it's because of the sizable donation. Otherwise, four to a yeah. five. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, all right. So, do you have an apology expected or a who's sorry well, now today? Actually, I've got a little bit more on this story. Oh, you do? Let's yes. hear it. Because I, I have to delay while I shuffle through my brain for, like, oh, sorry <laughs> now, because I had one and then that's gone. Oh, and I remember what it was. So, cool. Okay. Um so why is the swastika bad when it started off good? Right? Let's take a quick look at the history. I know why it's bad. <laughs> I do. Okay. I, I can hear the groans. Sure. Oh, oh no, don't. Okay. Ready? The history of the swastika. Um the word swastika comes from the Sanskrit svastika. I'm pronunciation, which means good fortune or well-being. The motif, which is a hook cross, appears to have first been used in Eurasia as early as 7,000 years ago, perhaps Mm. representing the movement of the sun through the sky. To this day, it is a sacred symbol in Hinduism, Buddhism, and a couple of other religions. Um, It is a common sight on temples or houses in India or Indonesia. Swastikas also have a history in ancient Europe, appearing in artifacts from pre-Christian Europe cultures. Um, the, the discovery of the swastika as a historic uh, good luck symbol, um, the symbol expressed a resurgence, sorry, the symbol experienced a resurgence of interest in the 19th century as a result of growing European interest in ancient civilizations of the Near East and India. During his extensive excavations, the German archaeologist Heinrich Schliemann discovered the hook cross on the site of ancient Troy. He connected it with similar shapes found on pottery in Germany and speculated that it was a significant religious symbol of our remote ancestors. So that's sort of that tie-in to Germanic Europe, right? Heinrich mm-hmm. Schliemann, who never did anything wrong in his entire life, the most mm-hmm. amazing, uh, most care most loving uh, archaeologist of all history. That was a horrible person. I'm sure everybody's aware of that. Um, I've never heard of him. Well, let me tell you the story of Helen of Troy and Heinrich Schliemann. So, of course, you've heard of Troy, the Battle of Troy, right? And there was an archaeologist, a guy who really loved history, and, and he loved Greek mythology, and he was convinced that Troy was an actual city. And so uh-huh. Heinrich Schliemann went to um, ah! Iran, <laughs> Turkey, wherever Troy is. I forget. I don't know. Somewhere around know, there. Right? He went, Iran? No. It's going to be close to Greece. I'm, I can hear Brent slamming his head against his desk. <laughs> How, Theo, are you so stupid? And yet, and me too. you have know. a microphone in front of you. Um <laughs> To amplify your stupidity. So anyway, so Heinrich Schliemann's the guy who found Troy. And 
this was at a time when historians and archaeologists were sort of like, oh, the mythic past, it's all stories and fiction. And when was so, this that he found Troy? Oh, Do you know approximately gosh, in the 50s? Yeah, late 1800s. Um, oh, late 1800s. Late 1800s. Um, and, oh gosh, and so he was, he's a bad man because he carted off a lot of what he found. And it, oh. of course, found its way into museums, but also into Put his it in pocket. The museum of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. He, so he stole a lot of artifacts from the site, or you could say he found them and kept them, right? Yeah. But he sort of smuggled them out. So he wasn't right. finding and keeping; he was smuggling them out. But oh so, God. so Heinrich Sleeman is credited with having discovered um, the Thracian site or Troy, right? Yeah. Um, and is it actually Troy or not Troy? Who knows? But because because it just lined up so nicely with the Homer um, Odyssey and Iliad, and and helped sort of point to there may be truth in myth. Um, he gets a big giant gold star in the history books for mm. this discovery, right? Um, but. Not a nice guy, and I there's something about he was married twice, and and I forget what all happened. But um, it sounds like an interesting story. I'm going to look for a book about it because I, I have a book now that I, I used to know all about the Trojan War because we translated a bunch of that shit in Latin class, but um, I don't remember any of it. So I have a book about the Trojan War that I'm going to read now um, soon as soon as I get off my butt and start reading it. Um, but I um, would like to read a book about this Schliemann guy because it sounds like that would be an interesting story. Oh, it's very. I mean, it's right up there with Tutankhamun. Right and okay. and the um, I'm going to say Harvard Carver and that's not it. Whatever his name is, Lord Lord Carver, the guy who Don't know. air quotes around discovered Tutankhamun's yeah. tomb. Right, rediscovered. Um, right, yes, rediscovered. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so white. He discovered it. <laughs> it was his. He basically built it. Um, okay, so Heinrich Schliemann discovers this shape in Troy. And recalls that, oh, yeah, in Germany, there's some pottery or some vessels or whatever. I've seen this shape before, right? And so clearly, and this, of course, is what archaeologists did back in the day. You take your discovery and you pin an idea on it that's just true. So there must have been this massive culture that stemmed from Germany down to Greece 7,000 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Where People all worship the same being and this culture that was lost and blah, blah, blah. Have a nice day. Not true. Right. Um, but okay. So, so getting back to this. Um, so there was an interest in the late 19th century in ancient civilizations uh, in large part, thanks to Heinrich Schliemann and a connection of the symbol to uh, a culture that lived in Germany. In the beginning of the 20th century, the swastika was widely used in Europe. It had numerous meetings, pretty much always a good luck charm. Um, but as European linguists and scholars poured through their history and wrote their papers about the symbol and what it meant and were there connections or not connections, um, this debate was taken up by racists. And the swastika ended up becoming a symbol of Aryan identity and German nationalist pride, right? Mm. Because you can directly connect, thanks to a German archaeologist, the swastika um, with you know, good luck, but also with a great civilization, right? Because since Troy had been 
discovered by a German. Therefore, all the glory of ancient civilization now sort of belongs uh -huh. to Germany, right? Uh -huh. um, so great. The Nazi party formally adopted the swastika as its symbol in 1920. Um, the Nazis weren't the only party in the early 20th century to use the swastika. Uh, it was used by a number of far-right nationalist movements, always with the idea that racial purity was a part of the symbol of a swastika now, right? Mm -hmm. um, in Mein Kampf, Hitler writes, I want to do this in the worst Hitler impersonation. No, and do I not do a Hitler impersonation. I, I no, can't. no, no. I want to, though. <laughs> Um, Do not. I don't have a German accent, and my every accent I have sounds like Count Dracula. So, um, <laughs> so Hitler writes. I myself, meanwhile, after innumerable attempts, had laid down the final form of the flag. The flag would be um, red with on a red background, a white disc with a black swastika in the middle. And after long trials, I also found a definite proportion between the size of the flag and the size of the white disc as well as the shape and thickness of the swastika. And that is Hitler taking credit for the, having developed swastika. And since he was an artist, okay, I'll, uh, I'll believe you, Hitler. Um, yeah, what a, wow. what a great place to land on. But so wow. that's how the swastika went from a symbol of good luck and remains a symbol of good luck in uh, Indian cultures. culture, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to you know what it is that we know it as now and and yeah wow there you are that's sad sad but sad but somewhat interesting and i'm i now have a new book to read as soon as i find it about schleeman so you're I, welcome i appreciate that thank you oh it's probably a million uh, podcasts i don't want to listen to a podcast i want to read a book <laughs> i want to make sure the information this is where is we correct. differ because i will go you know Podcasts are 100% true, reliable information, but still, I still want to read them. That makes them so great and fun. <laughs> so what's your apology expected or, or um, who's sorry now today? I'll have an apology expected, and okay. I don't know who will issue it, but tomorrow is Columbus Day. Indigenous so, People's Day. Well, yes, it is Indigenous People Day as well, but I think on my calendar... It says Columbus Day. Not meaning my personal calendar, of course. But, yeah. oh, it has both. It does? It does. But oh, I have good. a Mac, and my whole world is Apple. This isn't a commercial yeah. for Apple, right? And yeah. so clearly they know who their audience is. So it's mm -hmm. Indigenous People Day um, in a big red, very bright red bar with white lettering, Indigenous People Day. And then just above that, in a paler pink, it says... Columbus Day. Uh-huh. And so uh interesting that they are they're not playing both ends against the middle there, but or so you can't criticize them, right? If yeah. you want to come to them for how dare you mention Indigenous People Day? Well, Columbus yeah. Day is not first mention. It's right on top. Yeah. How yeah. dare you mention Columbus Day? Well, Indigenous, Indigenous People Day is bigger. the one that pops out at you first. <laughs> Clever. I see what you That's did there, point. Apple. Good job. Okay, what about you? Yeah. Who's sorry now? Apology expected. Oh, wait, what was your apology? Or what was your... Oh, oh. your thing was... It was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. What, where's the apology here? Is it about the calendar? I don't know who it's going to come from, um, but somebody needs to apologize for Christopher Columbus. And has that happened? 
yet. Oh, it's like I the US know. issued a formal apology or Italy or the Columbus family. Well, you no, know Italy's not going to. Yeah. I so I'll say somebody somewhere owes owes an official apology for not having I don't know, pushback on Columbus was bad. That's my point. Yes, Columbus was and bad. See how well prepared we I am for this agree. segment. That's fine. I think uh, I think that's a good apology expected. Um, and mine is about Adderall. Um, it has been. I know you're going to laugh. It's not what you no, think. No, you're just totally smoking me on the apology thing. Like I'm all. <laughs> I cough up Christopher Columbus tomorrow's Columbus Day. It's like two days. Well, you future. haven't heard mine yet. Did so how can you say that? Adderall? Okay, let's. It's going to be better. Go on. <laughs> so it has been difficult for some years now, um, at least seven, but probably closer to 10, maybe even longer, for people to get Adderall. Um, I have had friends who have been prescribed Adderall and have witnessed firsthand their, their attempts to find the, the drug um, at, their, at their pharmacies. So there's been shortages of Adderall um, and other versions of, of drugs used for treating ADHD. Um, it's uh, you have to call around to different pharmacies to find a pharmacy that has it in stock, so you can pick up your prescription. And it's really it's and sometimes it's not possible to get, so people are going without their medication, which is not good um, for anything uh, for the people. For if you look at it from the work perspective, it's not good for productivity. Um, it's just a bad story altogether, and and this shortage is is getting worse in the United States. Um, so the largest Adderall manufacturer in the U.S., Teva, I think it's Teva pronounced Teva Pharmaceuticals, uh, said last month that a labor shortage from earlier in the year disrupted production, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, and a spokesperson said at the time that the company expects shortages to be resolved in the coming weeks, but pharmacies are now reporting shortages of the ADHD treatment from an array of other drug makers. When reached by Fox Business for comment, a spokesperson for the U.S. FDA did not confirm any shortages of Adderall-type drugs, but said in a statement that the agency continues to monitor supply for ADHD medications and is in communication with the manufacturers regarding supply. Now, I haven't done any research into this, but I just do not understand how it can be possible for shortages of Adderall to continue for years and years. It just does not seem... Possible. I just don't understand it. I mean, it, the the companies want to make it, I'm sure, and they want to produce it. And maybe the FDA is limiting production for some reason because it is an abusable drug and people do, do abuse it for various things. But it doesn't seem to me that uh, limiting production is any solution to the, the drug abuse problem. So there are people out there who can't get their medication to focus and they, they just can't, you know, can't function properly or efficiently without it. And I, I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad about this. I'm big mad that Adderall is not being produced in sufficient amounts to meet the demand. Um, and I don't care. Pr frankly, I don't care about the abuse because I don't think people are dying of Adderall drug abuse, but, but I could be wrong. They're just highly um, productive. It's highly productive. I mean, people are studying better right. and making <laughs> more money. Don't you want a smarter doctor? It's great. So it's a good thing. Everyone should be on Adderall. Right. It um, should be free no, for everywhere, kidding. right? It should be um, free for everyone. <laughs> so that's my apology expected. I think all the manufacturers of the drug should apologize, and the FDA should apologize for whatever their part is in limiting the production. So that's my story. Fully agreed. The FDA should apologize. Uh, it can't be a supply chain disruption, although... Maybe some, I don't know, right? But but I could say this. You know how there's a sriracha shortage? Yes. 
right? Because the yes. chilies that are used to make sriracha yes. aren't growing because of climate change. Yeah. Maybe some of the main ingredients are harder to get a hold of now because of climate change. I mean, yeah. you know, I could say like supply chain, blah, blah, blah. But, but all this was happening 10 years ago, so we didn't have quite the impact of climate change oh. on our uh, environment as we do now. So I'm, I'm guessing it's not climate change, it's but not climate I don't change. know what it is. I don't know what it is. I can't get sriracha either. Can you? Oh, yeah. Yep. You can? Uh-huh. Asian markets. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. I haven't tried Asian markets. Thanks. Yep. I went to so, an Asian market uh, specifically for sriracha. And oh, yeah. May I say, I skipped over many um ripoff brands of sriracha oh, yeah, sure. at, like yeah. the fancy grocery stores that everybody's yeah. got like a sriracha thing now um and i was like nope i want my sriracha the with the rooster and yet yeah, i want the real thing so yes so i highly recommend that we all agree we all agree and we demand adderall and sriracha and sriracha so on that note Bye. Bye. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Stay cool, cucumbers. Cucumbers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>